Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 20th, and boys, we got a big guest today. It's uh, Ryan Gobble, returning guest. I mean, this might be the greatest example of the From the Back Tees bump we've ever had. Yes, right. You guys said that, didn't you? You said you were going to give me a big bump. It happens. Uh, I think it. Uh, I think it may have happened. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, Ryan, he's on the bag of Will Zalatoris, probably the most talked about guy in golf right now. I don't know. You're you're obviously working with him. How much are you on social media, seeing how much is being talked about? Uh, I don't have social media, so I can stay out of trouble. And um, but uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. I I I all my friends send me all the social media stuff. And so I get all the clips and uh, it's, it's unbelievable how much he's exploded. You know, it's funny. The, one of the funniest fucking things was uh, the whole Adam Sandler stuff, man. I was dying <laughs> laughing. I mean, how that came to fruition is pretty cool, but uh, to have Sandler actually, you know, tweet out and stuff and, you know, it's, it's fun. Oh yeah. He had, um, it's really funny because, uh, you know, he, he embraced that whole thing. I mean, you know, he embraced it. And then to have Adam come along and, and say what he said, and then uh, it, was, it was really cool. That, that showed, showed his fans a lot. You know, it gave him a lot more fans because he embraced that. Right. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think uh, a lot of golfers, obviously, they're not as much in social media. And just outspoken with the fans. I think the ones who do, especially from the start, just grow a big following. Like him, everyone knew how good of a golfer he was, but now he's like risen to stardom, basically. Well, yeah, he uh, he definitely is. He he's got a great personality. He's he's funny, engaging. You know, he uh, very intelligent. So I mean, he he's great in interviews, as you've probably seen. Um, you know, so. He's, he's got the whole package, so it's uh, fun to see him uh, just flourishing in that situation. So, Yeah, as since, since we spoke to you, I guess we mentioned the from the back tees bump. You guys haven't missed a cut, but outside of that, I mean, you have a 7th place, 17th, 15th, 22nd, 21st, 10th. But then obviously the big story, Augusta, the Masters, 2nd place. I mean, what was that like? Did you ever think you'd be standing there in Augusta? Uh, um, you know, I, I knew that we could, um, but to actually live it and do it, uh, is, is just an amazing, amazing thing. He, uh, he thrives, he thrives in those big, you know, the big events. I mean, U.S. Open, uh, he thrived there. He's done well in, you know, U.S. Junior Amateur and, and, and the, walker cup kind of situations he's um he's a big yeah he does well in the big events for sure yeah i mean i remember watching that sunday and xander puts his in the water on 16 i got it's over matsuyama is gonna take it away and then i was like wait a second will sitting there like actually only like two shots back still and matsuyama still got a get this par and play 17 and 18. I was like, we, we're not done yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we were, we were really in it after eight, birdie and eight, uh, nine with a par, then 10 got a little aggressive and uh, bogeyed 10. Um, but then as we kept going to kind of see that we were right in it, but yet, uh, Matsuyama just kept making, you know, making pars or birdies. And, and we kind of felt like, ah, you know, we just got to finish strong and, and you never know what will happen. Uh, but, I mean, to birdie 17 on Sunday, I mean, that pin placement, that was huge. You know, after we birdied 15 and uh, par 16, birdie 17. And it, uh, you know, it, you at least gave him something to think about coming in. 
Yeah, yeah right. You know. It's never easy to close a major, I mean, or any tournament for that matter, let alone Augusta. You know, there's, there's been collapses in the past, and doubles on the last hole can happen. Two bogeys oh, yeah. to finish around can happen. Yep. And, and our par on the last hole, I mean, his 17-foot putt for par. Was, I saw that. Was just just a great way to end that tournament because – you know, you miss that, you bogey it, and then for sure you know you, you have no chance probably. And um, and it also leaves a little bitter taste in your mouth because you had such a good week. And then, you know, so that par putt on 18 was just a great kind of exclamation point on an amazing week. Did you know? Right. Did you know how much was going on behind you with Matsuyama or what you needed? You know, we were walking up 17, I think, just off the tee box when Matsuyama hit it in the water on 15. So we saw that, and, you know, we're like, oh, you know, you don't know what he may end up getting. Uh, but it did kind of kind of go put a little, like, hope in the, uh, you know, if we could maybe go birdie, birdie, finish, you never know, you know. Um, but... Obviously, we got a birdie on 17, and then put it in the bunker on 18. And that's just a, just a tough shot from that left bunker on 18. So, you know, it was. Uh, we didn't know that Shoffley had hit it in the water on 16 until we were on the range, you know, war keeping kind of warm in case something happened. Mm -hmm. Was that Ryan? Was that your first time at Augusta National? Yeah. That was my second time. I was That's there okay. in 2013 with John Merrick. Yeah, okay. But, and that's, that's the only time I've ever stayed. We missed the cut, and I stayed Saturday, Sunday, and just watched. Walked Watch. around, watched yeah. Adam Scott win. And uh, that's the only time I've ever stayed on the weekend. Yeah, one of the things uh, – actually, it was Ed Alton last week on the show. He actually predicted Will would win. And we all thought, I mean, we're all the biggest Will Zalatoris fans you got. I think this guy, multiple major wins. But everyone says at Augusta, you can't win your first time. It's, it's just so difficult. We saw how much these guys struggle. Was there something, did you get advice from anyone else on different strategies, or he was just striping it that good? Yeah. Um, you know, when, when we showed up, you know, of course, Monday is, you kind of get that wow factor out of the way. Um, yeah, he had played it when he was in college. They went and played it, but they played it on a in a like January sometime. So, of course, nowhere near what it is when you're playing for the Masters. So, um, we got the wow factor out of the way on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, he just looked really comfortable. And, and Wednesday, I said, "Hey, you seem really comfortable out here." And he goes, "Yeah, you know, I I don't know how to explain it, but." I do. It's just, it's just weird. You know, it's it's just weird. he's played that course a million times over in his head, right? It, yeah, <laughs> I know. And, and he's, as, as we all have, we've watched yeah. that tournament so many times yeah. and uh, yeah, he was just very comfortable. And of course he hit his driver and three wood great that week, you know, put himself in the fairway most of the week and, you know, with him and his irons, uh, that's a great recipe for us. Mm -hmm. What did you feel? Go ahead, Nolan. I was going to say on Thursday, I love – you were talking about course conditions and Will playing it way back when, when in January and totally different course conditions. I absolutely loved what I saw on Thursday. They made it maybe, maybe the hardest Thursday we've seen there in a while and maybe – was Thursday the, the kind of hardest day? It seemed to be the most firm and fast on Thursday, and they got a little bit of rain over the weekend. But yeah. how'd you like that? Um, you know, we showed up Mon we showed up Sunday, but played on uh, showed up Sunday, played Monday, and Monday the greens were already baked out. I mean, it was you're sitting there going, "Oh my goodness, so this could be dangerous." You know, <laughs> this could be really tough. Right. And sure enough, they were expecting rain earlier in the week. It didn't happen. So, you know, they, they were kind of in 
it seemed to be kind of just trying to save the greens all week, you know, because they were already baked out. And so Thursday was, I mean, really fast and firm. And, and you knew that going in. So, you know, you were planning accordingly on your approach shots. And, um, you know, Will loves the fast and firm greens. So uh, we, were, we were happy with it but it really made things you really had to be careful yeah what was the I, I biggest was uh, if, if you could if you could pinpoint one thing what was the biggest to take away what was the biggest learning curve for next time you guys go around um, i mean it's, it's, it's obviously every time it's not going to be like that like there are going to be replaced times where you come back from behind there's going to be times where you lead so what i mean if you're in a situation where you're going to play again. What was something you learned from this year that you would definitely take the next year? I guess what um, I'm trying to ask. Right. You know, uh, for me as a caddy, um, I think for me to just constantly be uh, saying, be patient, be patient. Um, right. You know, we were th saying that before every round, but like Sunday – I, I needed to say that after the eighth hole, um, maybe, and just just slow his mind down a little bit because, you know, he's he's an attack dog. I mean, he he loves when he's in the hunt to just go at it, and um, you know, some of those greens you get on them, and you know, you're you're being aggressive, and it, it it'll bite you in the ass, and uh, I. I think as a caddy, I, I need to really make sure that I'm saying, all right, you know, be patient, you know, do, you know, let's, let's be smart about this. And, you know, cause things will happen. Like, like we saw, you know, we, we just keep being patient and we get ourselves a chance and, um, you know, you, you take, a couple shots here and there every day that you know maybe if we're a little more patient you know we we end up winning that thing but um yeah and as you know for will um you know he he played just a great you know four days of golf i mean um he he was very patient that most of the time and uh he hit his driver great, and that that course itself, I mean, just depending on conditions, it, it did kind of sting us a little bit on Sunday with the or Saturday with the rain delay. Um, coming back out in the greens, it was amazing how much slower they were, just after you know a little rain, and um, you know we, it's all learning. Yeah, you, you learn that, hey, you know, um, mo mostly I think the thing is just to be patient. I mean, he's so good that you're going to – he's going to give himself a chance because he hits the ball so good and, and he can putt it. Yeah, do you guys discuss strategy at all or does he have a different coach for that? Um, you know, we do talk about it. Um, he – is he is golf IQ out, out of the stratosphere. You know, he, he's, he's ready before he shows up um, with a strategy. And, but he's also smart enough to say, hey, you know, we need to change this. And, yeah, this strategy, we need to maybe look at this a little different because of the conditions that day or whatever. Um, but, yeah, he's... He does that. Um, oh, yeah. What, I can't. I can't remember the guy's name, but he worked with him, and you know, it tells you if you hit driver on this hole, the uh, you know the par is you know certain number. Hit three wood, you know, to par is another number, and so he he does a lot of you know. Okay. So the best percentage of par on this hole is with the three wood, you know, and he does a lot of that pre, 
preparing just for uh, every round. And he does a great job of that. His, his game management is really, really good. Yeah, clearly one of the things you see, I feel like, which is pretty rare, especially for someone just coming on tour, he does well at every single type of course, every type of putting surface. Like a lot of guys, they really do well in long courses, short courses. He's had success everywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the kid can hit any shot. That, that's the key. I mean, he, he's not just a draw hitter or a, a you know, little fade. He can hit pretty much any shot, and especially with his irons. He can work the ball. Um, you know, if you get in the just off the fairway and he's got to cut a shot over the water, you know, you, you know he can do it. Um, uh, a lot of some guys can't do that. And, you know, you, if you're one dimensional, it, it'll hurt you. And, but he can, he can hit every shot in the book. Love that. Yeah, I mean, and that's what Augusta National takes for sure. What, yeah. was, uh, what was the overall feeling for you, Ryan, after you um, – after the week? You know, did you – were you – did you have a sour taste in your mouth or were you happy with how you guys played? I know that's, that's really hard to answer, but um, um, I kind of yeah. want to know what you felt like. Did you buy any Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I probably should, but um, I the the overall feeling was just um, I mean I we were so excited. Um, obviously, you're you look back, but you know you can do that on any round you ever play. You can look back and go, oh yeah, only if we would have parred this one or we would have, you know not three putted this you can you can do that but you know you also make some really good chip shots or you chip one in or you make a long putt i mean that's just golf you you know that's gonna happen um every round even when you win you go ah oh, yeah i, I could have won by four rather than one and so uh to, to look back i i'd say we were very, very pleased with how we performed, how we worked together, and you know how well he kept his composure in such a just stressful, you know, intimidating situation. You know, it's you know, you're in the final group on Saturday with Justin Rose, um, and the kid just showed how good he is that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the most stressful day. Uh, that made Sunday feel really normal. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to hear. I mean, got to look at all the positives that came from that week. I mean, just crazy, crazy uh, expectations are going to be on you guys from now on out. But <laughs> um, we'll see. I know you, I know you guys got a great game plan. I know you're going to you're going to do well from, from here on out. So looking forward to watching you guys. Well, thank you. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, you know, if, if you look back at our podcast, when we were talking about, you know, player of the year and all that, who, you know, the future, remember I, I kind of said it as a joke, but, but I feel it in my heart that he's going to be the story for 2021. I mean, you're pretty, pretty spot on to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh such a talent. And uh yeah, we've got PGA championships coming up. Uh we're gonna be playing the Scottish and the British opens and um you know, a lot of good stuff coming for him. So what was uh overall your favorite moment from the Masters? Um there was uh, there's a couple. I mean, standing on the first tee on Saturday final group with Justin Rose um, hearing the you know little announcer guy you know say you know his name and you know that that was all really really cool but my favorite moment was I was walking off the green with the bag on my back on 18 final hole of the tournament 
And I was going to go set it down and then turn around and watch, but he was already getting over the ball. So I, I said, Hey, stop, you know, turn around and take in this moment. And so I stopped, I was on the top tier bag on my back still. And he just stood there. The sun's going down crowd around us and to watch him drop that putt was just, that was an amazing moment. I really, really will never forget that. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So but before we move on to the RBC Heritage, so one of the big stories sort of outside the Masters, but just regarding how well he's played, which I don't know if this has ever happened before, but you guys are not in the FedEx Cup. Unless you go and win a tournament, you don't get to be in the FedEx Cup playoffs, even though I think you guys would be 12th or 13th. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that blows well, my I, mind. Is it? Yeah. I mean, you should, all the pros that we talk to, you know, they're like, so you're not in, you know, I mean, it's like, no, we got to win. Yeah, a lot of caddies are just like, are you serious? That, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Well, you know, obviously it's uh, some kind of rule. And, you know, so we have one thing in mind the rest of the season is just winning. Maybe in a way it's like a, it's like a God, it's like a gift, you know, now you, you have motivation, even more motivation to go and win. Yep. Well, we, we've known for a while that that was the case. So it's like we could finish second in every tournament the rest of the year and not be in the playoffs. It, it, you know, I mean, it's crazy, but you think about it. If we're 12th or whatever on the FedEx right now, you know, our, our numbers are floating out there in space. If we won, that would probably jump us up to, you know, top seven or eight. Top five, probably. <laughs> maybe top five. And then, then you're going, we're in the FedEx Cup playoffs. We could win this thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how crazy would that be? You know, I mean, you never know. So, well, How many more uh, events do you guys have the rest of the way? Um, all right. So we're going to – we're taking off this week, next week. And then we play Charlotte, Byron Nelson, PGA Championships, back to Colonial, and then up to Muirfield. So we got five in a row. Then we're taking a week off. And then we have U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. And then a week off, I think. And then um, Scottish, and British. To, uh, Scottish and British. And then um, TPC Southwind for – world golf and then um sedgefield so about eight or nine something like that i'm surprised you guys aren't playing the, the zurich classic like auction yourself off maybe <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> he got he got asked uh by several people but he just knew that he was gonna play five in a row and wanted to have a couple weeks of rest before that yeah don't blame him at all i mean if if you guys don't win um coming up to the said shield i'm gonna be glued to my tv watching you guys grind during that tournament (laughs) (laughs) you know he's got it set up i think that if we don't win through sedgefield that um he will we, we may go to europe and play a couple events during the playoffs just to you know to be playing and competing so we'll see i don't it's it's very uh, fluid i mean you don't it could change any moment so especially with a young guy like will who's yeah yeah and And, i don't don't know if you're uh, aware of this you might want to go play on the corn ferry tour you guys are still first aren't we really you're still four points ahead of steven yeager so uh you might maybe uh, skip a couple of tournaments, go back there, keep that lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? But I, I don't think we can at this point um, play any more Corn Ferry. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what, what it is, but, um, yeah, at this point, we've, we've locked up a card through the Corn Ferry and through how we've played so far this year. Yeah, we've locked up our card for next year two different ways, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that was incredible. I saw it. They showed it on the broadcast, and they were like, by the way, still first on the Corn Ferry Tour. Doesn't really add up. But 
Oh, there's two. There's three guys on the corn ferry that have won twice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another yeah. guy, Jared Wolf, also friend of the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he's he's from the back piece bump. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, can, he needs to get out here again. I, he was. He was on after both wins, I think. Uh, okay. All right. All right. No, Speaking of uh, multiple, multiple wins, though, Stuart Sinkman, he is one of two guys on the PGA Tour right now with two PGA Tour victories this season. Him, the 47-year-old, and Bryson DeChambeau, the Hulk that has taken the PGA Tour by storm. I mean, that just shows you golf, right? You got this yeah. dude who's doing things that no one else has ever done, and then you got a 47-year-old who's doing the just as well. Like, there's nothing yeah. better than that. I tell you what, Stuart Sink is one of the nicest guys on tour, and um, he has treated – Will great. Will, we played with him in Bermuda. Did he win Bermuda? No, he won uh, Napa. Napa. Okay, he won Napa, and then he was. I mean, shot a great round the final day at Bermuda, and, and was you know kind of in the hunt. Um, and then of course wins last week, and um, yeah, with his son on the bag. I mean, it, it can't get any better than that for a, a dad to. You know, I mean, he's 47 years old and just kicking all these young guys' butts. And, you know, he, he gets to enjoy that with his, de- with his son. That's that was the most, cool. like, stress-free Sunday round I've seen in a while. Just a dad and his son strolling around uh, Hilton Head and just taking in the views and making a couple putts and <laughs> coming away with the trophy. He dominated. Yeah. Is that his third time winning there? Yeah. Third yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean him and him and Davis Love. Yeah, yeah, Davis Love. love well, I guess Love. Love was down in love. Davis used to win down in uh, Georgia all the time. Yeah, I think Davis Love has won that like six times or something. Hilton Head. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. I mean, crazy. Yeah, Stewart Sink. What a run for him. The Canadian Corey Connors. Another fourth place finish. Hey, I made. I he didn't get cursed by me, so he he's pretty much immortal now. I mean, he is legit. He just came out of nowhere after that Monday Hugh win. He's it's just like week after week now. Yeah, yeah. You know, we played with Corey at um, the Masters, um, one of the rounds, playing well there too. Yeah, maybe our final round we had. Yeah, we were with him our final round and. You know, he's just he's just a solid, solid player. He's he's gonna have a lot of success out there. Doesn't yeah, I, you know, doesn't let a whole lot get to him, just kinda grinds away. I mean, yeah, but Stuart Sink it's crazy just to see him win. Did he go wire to wire or was he not winning after Thursday? He wasn't winning. I think uh, your guy was winning your pick after after the oh, first you're right, round. Cam Smith, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when he went uh yeah, I guess he was I, one shot ahead though. Yeah, nine under the first round. Yeah, Cam Smith, I saw, he had, he's only made the cut. He had made the cut one out of three years at this event, and he gained 10 strokes putting that year. He made the cut in the first round, and then this year in the first round, he gained like seven strokes putting. Wow. That is just like, you're draining everything. Yeah. Yeah, but Stuart Sink just basically dominated from start to finish, made like, I think, three eagles. Which is always uh, yeah. a nice boost. Yeah, like you said, Noani, he sort of just like cruised on Sunday to the win. Yeah, those Eagles, man, those are nice. The scorecard. Yeah, especially for a guy like Sink, who he probably doesn't get too many Eagles nowadays. Yeah, yeah, no. that, Although, that, that that course has some par fives that he can definitely reach, and and um, yeah, he, he obviously was hitting the ball and putting well last week and it's i mean everybody was asking me what course is he playing i mean eight under eight under you know it's just incredible incredible golf it was crazy though because like he even on sunday he like made one foot over like six feet and it was on like hole 16 or 17 or something like it was like he didn't even have to play on sunday it was just yeah incredible he did he just got a bunch of pars and he just didn't have to screw up. Yeah. Yeah, he just had to 
go out there and play decent golf and win. Right. Yeah. I feel like we haven't had one of those tournaments in a while where guys just like kind of on autopilot on Sunday. It's been like just a nail biter every week after week. And all of a sudden Stuart sink makes everyone look foolish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's move on to this week. So we got, it's, it's a fun event. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know. Uh, Ryan, if you've ever been there, I know Reed's been there, I, I think. But yep. the Zurich Classic team format. So, I don't know. What do, what do you guys know on this? And what are your thoughts on the team event? You know, I've never actually been there because it got canceled last year due to COVID. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do know it's a fun event. And I do know that a win actually, I believe, gets you in the Masters too, right? Yeah. I mean, that, I think it's that just like win a PGA is... Tour win. Yeah, it's I think, for I think both, it's a legit win. Yeah. For both guys. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh it's huge. Yeah, so it's uh, you know, but it's fun. It'll be it's fun to watch that kind of different style of golf. Um just like when the match play rolls around, it's fun to watch the match play. Um I think there's some good teams. I was looking uh looking at it and I'll get right into it, Zach. Uh I'm gonna take Bubba Watson and Scotty Shuffler this week. Oh I like it. You just get right into it. Yeah, Absolutely. I love that. Mine. What is it? it? It's stroke play and alternate shot. It's best so, ball and yeah. alternate shot. Best ball, yeah, because it's not stroke play. Best ball and alternate shot. Interesting. Some of the teams, I'm very interested. I get it. Like Victor Hovland, he wants to be a good friend to his buddy Christoph Ventura. You know the two Norwegians. But come on, now this is like your time for the easy win. <laughs> yeah. I will say this is a very. I mean, I feel like it's not debated enough the validity of this tournament. Like, I'm with you. I don't know if it should be counted <laughs> as a win. I mean, it's ridiculous that you can, like, team up with – I don't know. It's just, like, it, it, it seems odd. It seems odd, but <laughs> I, I'm all for I – love, I love the format and everything, but it seems a little bit strange that – I don't know. Some a win here is as good as a win at Murfield or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and there, and there's only four. Uh, there's well, there's eighty teams. So, mm-hmm. and then a bunch. I think there might be like ten teams of like some guys who really have no shot. I think there's there's like uh, Bo Van Pelt and Luke List. I mean, maybe no <laughs> one's going to miss after uh, Nick Wall. Hey, guess what? Hunter Mahan is in the field this week. <laughs> oh yeah, Hunter oh, Mahan, but. No one. What about Rocco Mediate this week? Dude, you never know. I, you know what I found as one of the most intriguing partnerships here is Kiradek. Yeah, is with, the, is with our guy Arjun Atwal. I know. I saw that, and I didn't understand. There's no way you two spoke. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, he is the biggest barn rot fan. But there's two completely different people. We've had we've spoken to Arjun. I mean, like I, they have to be like complete opposites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I Barnrat we however you pronounce his name, I'm sorry. Um he uh I there's definitely not much communication going on there. I mean, but uh he is uh, he used to be really, really, really good. Um back in like 2013, 14, 15. Um he was playing some great golf, but he really I think he's been struggling this year. And yeah. And then, you know, I mean, Arjun Atwell, um, you know, he, I don't know. I, I haven't seen him play lately, so I'm not sure how he's playing. He's, a, he's had some pretty good finishes there, but that very polite of you, Ryan. We know uh, a man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it. <laughs> Give us a pick for this week, and then we're going we're gonna to change it up a little. We're going to draft our favorite hypothetical teams when we're done this. Well, see, I, I don't even know who's teamed up this week. Um, uh, you might have to just pass then. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to pass just because I I'm I'm not sure. Is John okay? John Rom won last year with who? Right? Who did uh, Ryan Palmer two? Years okay, ago. so they they are paired up again. I was yeah. like, did, was it Ryan Palmer who was with? And I because I saw he was with him this week, and I was like, I don't remember it being Ryan Palmer last. Cam last Smith year. and Jonas Blix. Uh, Cam Smith left his partner. Yeah, he's with Cam's with Mark Leishman, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. The two Aussies. Yeah, 
it's interesting. You'll get a lot of, you know, international flavors in here and guys who are best, best buds that you didn't really even know they spoke to one another. Um, but there's, there's some power couples out there. Okay. There's a, I mean, a heavy favorite's got to be Xander and Patrick Cantley. Yeah. yeah. See, they're in it. They're like doing my strategy. Like you just. Yeah, they're like, dang it, let's just get a freaking win. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so who who do you got, Nolan? Um, oh gosh, I was looking. There's also Matt Wolf and uh, Marikawa. Colin Marikawa yeah. are teamed up, but yeah, I really like. I really like Reed's pick and Bubba and Scotty, uh, Scheffler. <sighs> For some reason, I want to go with Hatton and Danny Willett. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Hatton's obviously a solid pick any week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's brutal for some of these guys. I don't know. They're picking their buddies and just, like, eliminating any chance of winning. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, like, isn't like- it? You know, the, the odds are like 25 to 1 with Hatton and Willett. It's like 5 to 1 on Hatton, then you get the 20 added because of Willett. You know what? I'm going to go Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Sam Burns. Billy's, Billy's been playing good. Sam's had a couple hot and cold weeks, so we'll see if he's hot. Sam, Sam can make a lot of birdies. I mean, yeah. A lot of birdies. He is, he is hot when he's hot. Him I mean, and Cam Davis are the two guys I think of as just like they could just birdie every single hole. Yeah. They just go for every pin. But my pick, a little – not too off the radar. I mean, they're 20 to 1. But Chris Kirk and Brendan Todd, I feel like oh. that's like you're just going to see they won. Like these guys are just consistent. Both have won on the PGA Tour somewhat recently. Both just like make cuts. And I feel like in this event, if you make the cut, you're going to have a chance to win because it's going to be a birdie fest. Oh, you know who's a great pick is Lanto and Joel Damon. Yes. Yeah. I saw, but, I but saw like Joel Damon. There's no way Joel Damon's taking this seriously. <laughs> he doesn't take a whole lot seriously. That's why it's a perfect tournament for him because it is, you know, playing yeah, well, golf. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he would be a great partner because – uh, Joel, Joel can make birdies and and he's fun, so he'll he'll keep it light. What about oh like Sung Jay who can putt and Benny Ann who can't putt? What if <laughs> I matter? saw that, dude. I saw that. That's a good. Zach, that's a good. Zach, you're pulling out some of these uh, some of these teams and making some funny ass comments, man. But it's uh, <laughs> everyone's good, but it's just some of the dynamics are, are uh, funny to funny to laugh at. I mean, it, is, it is interesting. What's, some names here. Like, team team bombs away here. Tony Finau and Cam Champ. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna. They're just gonna try to overpower the course. We'll see if it works. <laughs> it is a bomber's course uh, for sure. Uh, is, is that your pick then, Ryan? Are you going Tony Finau, Cam Champ? Nope. 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 I would <laughs> go like, with Zan- I'd go with Xander and and uh, Cantlay before anybody else that you've mentioned. Um, yeah. Whiskey. <laughs> Uh, so, but before we get it, we're going we're gonna to go back to drafting because I feel like this is the perfect event. We're going to snake draft it. Ryan, you go first. Then we'll go read Nolan, myself. So, it obviously goes in a snake. I get so We're just going to draft. We're just going to draft like our pairing. That yeah, we we'll draft use. our two best hypothetical pairing of current players. Okay. Wow. Uh, for me, I, w- I would go the, I would go DJ. And whoa, 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 whoa. You can't whoa. pick <laughs> are we is he picking both at the same time or are we doing one? No, he, he could pick both players. Two pairs. Oh, oh okay. Can't okay. re-pick though. So if someone Sorry, picks Ryan. your guy, you can't pick him. You're not gonna uh, pick, pick Will right away? <laughs> uh well I was gonna I was gonna put DJ and Will together. Oh, okay. That's my bad. Pick. See like why <laughs> yeah. didn't they enter this event together? They're they're one to one odds. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's my pick, DJ and, and Will. I like it. Who's who's next, Zach? Uh, Reed's next. Okay. Current players, huh? I'm gonna take uh, Xander. Got to go, Xander. And Patrick. And, gonna... <laughs> and Patrick Reed. Xander Shaw. Oh, Patrick Reed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, and it's on you. 
Oh, mine's easy. You guys left it right here for me. I'm taking Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. Oh, that, that I like. Okay, mine. Change it up a little. Bryson and Rory. Just all the yards. <laughs> all the yards. Yeah. <laughs> I for my second one, I was gonna go Bryson and like just a money wedge player too. So I was gonna go like Zach Johnson and Bryson or something. But that's a I good get, one. Yeah. Oh, now I'm okay. My my second pick, this one, I'm very proud of this pick. This should have actually been the first overall pick. Terrell Hatton and Billy Horschel. I mean <laughs> just just all the fury. These guys are gonna be so composed on the course. Maybe they'll they'll cancel each other out and they'll just be like perfect. Oh. Could you imagine those two just playing together, like hitting one in the water? They'll like kill each other. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all clubs watch out by that in the round. Yeah, they, they get through two holes. They're like using each other's clubs. So they're like, I only got like my three wood and like six iron and my putter. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I uh, I'm gonna go with Westwood oh, and Rose. We're off to Nolan. Oh, that's fine. Oh, he can have West. Going. He can have Westwood and Rose. Yeah, <laughs> that's a a good. Uh, Ryder Cup 2012 pairing there. <laughs> also a good 2021. Those guys, those guys aren't, aren't going anywhere. Obviously, Westwood's been amazing. Rose almost won the Masters. So, uh, all right, Nolan, it's all you. We're gonna go me. So, I think I just, I just two guys I just really love, and I think they'll pair together really nicely would be Tony Finau and Jason Day because Day can roll the rock. We all know that. And Tony struggles in that department. So I think that'd be fun to watch. I like that one. I feel like those two get along. Yeah. Jason Day gets along with everyone. Uh, they both get along with everybody. So it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. Ryan, you get the last pick. Well, yeah, I, I think I would go Steve Stricker and – Wow. And then uh, Scotty Scheffler. Uh-huh. Oof, yeah. We, we you, do you know something? Do you know something I don't know? Why you're picking Steve Stricker? <laughs> 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 well, you know, didn't he just win last week? The yeah, the Chub or whatever. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, the guy can roll the rock, so you get Scheffler that can bomb it, and you know, you never uh, know. May as well take a. Oh my God! Now he's just blanking on me. This is terrible. The guy who always does so well at the Masters, who's like uh, on the seniors tour. And Hel Cabrera? No. <laughs> Miguel on Hel Fred, Fred Couples. No. Fred Couples. Who? Who do? You, there's one other guy. No. He like dominates the seniors tour. Is it? From, no. From from Seattle. Bernard Longer. Bernard oh, Longer. Ber- oh, fuck. Bernard and Bryson DeChambeau. Now that might be an elite team. <laughs> that actually would be pretty cool. I, I genuinely feel like if they were in the event this week, they would have a very good chance to win. Hey, we played with Bernhard the first two rounds of the Masters this year, and it was amazing to watch. That guy, I mean, he was hitting hybrid into every par four. He's stoic, I mean, man. Oh, and but he was throwing darts with with his hybrid. I mean, it was like he was hitting nine irons. I mean, it was incredible to watch. That's crazy. Did he, so, was yeah. he able to go for the green and two on any of them? <laughs> Maybe fifteen. I don't. Uh, yeah, I think fifteen he did. But I mean, it's just such a long course for him. It's crazy, yeah. That he like legitimately competes at this event too. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know if he made the cut this year, but no, he didn't. But I feel like he's made it at least half the years he's played recently. Oh yeah. Oh, he's only played it thirty-eight years. So exactly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but he was such. It was so fun to watch him play. It's a good person to learn from. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, we we got to watch two days worth. Yeah. Well, read Zach, uh, Zach got a little uh, um, touch on some of this PGA Tour news we've been we've been hearing this week on 
especially this implementation of this bonus structure they're talking about for popular PGA Tour players, it seems like. They're like having the prom, I guess, right? And giving out all this money to all the all the players who bring in the dough, I guess. Um, if anyone hasn't heard it, that they're pooling together like $40 million for like the top 10. Um, I, I don't know what they're deeming them, but there's these different metrics they're going to use to figure out who brings in the most revenue. And one of there's like 10 metrics, right? And one of them is like performance-based and it's how you finish in the FedEx Cup. And the rest of them are like social media and what other uh, commercials are you doing and stuff like that. So I wanted to get your guys' everyone's take on how they feel about that $40 million. And obviously, I mean, I could start. Tiger Woods Woods is going to take the number one spot whether or not he's playing golf or not. (laughs) Right. I mean, you can can talk about people who – didn't even aren't even playing right now. I mean, are they PGA members for life? Yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting to see if like Phil is on this list. Right. Um, yeah, guys who maybe aren't even playing that year. If like Brooks Kepka sits out a year or something because of an injury or whatnot, and it's a very it's a very controversial I think topic right now of the. PJ Tour rewarding the players that bring in a lot of money, but then it's like, well, why aren't you helping out the Corn Fairy Tour or something with that money? Or um, I don't know. What it, What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I don't really get it either. I don't understand. The guy, the top 10 guys who bring money to the PJ Tour don't care about the money at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're all worth tons of money. Like we said even last week, these guys, they play to win. They don't play for the paycheck at a certain point. And uh, I don't know. It's very odd to me that they did this. I don't know who negotiated. It must have been like the players association or the golfers association. Yeah. I'm with you. Maybe instead of giving it to the top 10, give it to like the bottom 50 on the PGA tour or something and spread that out. Have you heard about it, Ryan at all? I had not heard about that. Um, But, uh, I, I liked your suggestion of throwing that towards the corn ferry. I mean, that you, you caddy out there, you play out there. Um, yeah, you're playing for another. You're you're working your butt off and trying not to go, you know, you know, into debt. So mm-hmm. why not throw that into the purses and and you know get that so that if your player finishes top twenty, you actually make some money. Yeah, you know? that's been the. That's- you know, that's been the coolest thing about the PJ Tour um, over all sports, right? you got to perform to make your money on the PJ Tour. In the yeah. NBA and stuff, you can sign, you can have, like, one good year and then sign this amazing five-year deal worth $100 million, you're set for life, and you could suck during those five years. PJ right. Tour, it doesn't matter if you're good one year. I mean, you got to keep being good or else you're going to get kicked out, essentially. Yeah. Um, so that's always been a cool thing about the PGA Tour. And and now it's like the first – the person that's the most influential is going to get $8 million of that $40 million. Tiger Woods doesn't care about $8 million like he's just gonna, every year. I Hopefully, like I assume Tiger Woods, I, I'm pretty confident that if he does get it, I, he's very charitable as it is. Oh, yeah. Like I don't – yeah, like you said, I don't think Tiger Woods, he won't even like blink. Like what's the point in giving him $8 million? Yeah. If you wanted money, you just show up to more events. The, the one thing I will say about it is a lot of people think it's in defense of the whole uh, premier PGA Tour League or whatever that came out um, where they were going to just, like, buy away a bunch of the top players of the PGA Tour and just give them lucrative purses to come play in these small fields. Yeah, what happened to that? Is they that think like- – yeah, it kind of fell by the wayside. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, maybe this was the PGA Tour's way of trying to stave that off by paying their, their top players to that's stay. A good point. It might be that. If that's yeah. the case, it makes sense. Make sense. Yeah. Anyways, that was a, a hot one I wanted to touch on. And then I don't know if anyone saw the – again – I hate the rules of golf sometimes. The Siwoo Kim putt. 
that um, he was standing over. If you guys didn't see this, he, uh, you know, took more than his 10 seconds or whatever waiting for his ball. But the argument was, I think he was playing with Matt Kuchar at the time or. Yep. And yeah, they both said, well, the ball was still moving. So you can't put a ball that's moving. That's against the rules. So what are we supposed to do? And the rules official basically said, oh, you got to take one stroke for essentially (laughs) – oh, it just gets under my skin a lot. I hate it. I'm interested to hear Ryan and Reed's on this. I feel like maybe I have a different take. Oh. Go ahead. That seems funny. There's there's some stupid stupid rules in golf. And that could maybe be one of them. I don't know. I feel like if the balls come to rest, it's come to rest. But if it was still moving, then what are you supposed to do? It's not a rest. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I go off of what Matt Kuchar said. Now, he he's his competitor, and he's saying, hey, the ball was still oscillating. or Yeah, it, it looked like it was still moving. Well, then you need to take his word for it. And you can't do anything until it comes to rest. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, some of these guys are so uh, – some of these rules are just so weird that, you know, it makes no sense. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard the stuff. I hadn't heard Kuchar said that. But what I don't get is how could the ball keep moving for a minute? Like, maybe I haven't played enough golf, but have you guys seen that? A ball just is moving for a minute? I feel like that's impossible. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that it was a minute, but I think when they got to it and were standing over it, it, it looked like it was still, you know, just yeah. kind of. I I don't know. I, essentially, I what essentially what happened was right. You know, Siwoo walks up to his ball because he's like, "Oh man, that's got to go in. That's got to go in. It's not going in." He waits there for the ten seconds they give you, and he's yeah. like, "Screw this! Like, I'm still gonna keep waiting." He's still waiting, and then all of a sudden, they're like, whoa, wait a second. It's just, like, twitched a little, and gravity starts taking over finally. Well, I think it twitched. Like, my thing, I actually think it is a fair ruling because I think the 10 seconds makes sense because you have to set the line somewhere. Otherwise, you might just wait forever. I'm going to wait overnight and just uh, (laughs) never lose your shadow. Put your your shadow on it. You get dressed to lay down. Yeah. No, but – I feel like the ball was moving a little bit because it was, it was obviously right on the edge that if you walk up to it, it'll start to move because you're moving the grass a little bit. Like, obviously, the ball – I think if the ball is there for a minute, it couldn't have possibly been going in. But, Unless Zach, you, the guy never touched the ball again and it went in by its, its – I know because it might have so been like a half why are you a giving a guy away. A, why are you giving a guy grass. a stroke? He never touched the ball again. Why would you ha- – penalize him a stroke That's i know so but then it's like what if you have to wait 30 minutes then is it fine too <laughs> no it's not but he only waited like a minute so well it's wild either way i think it's just like bad luck yeah. well, how, how, how long do you have when you're like when they're timing you you have like 45 seconds to take a shot yeah that's is what that- i was getting into i was like okay what if a ball takes more than that long to actually like, I don't know, is that is that rule applied when you're hitting a shot into a green? Like, how long do you have until the ball stops moving to get a It's impossible, though, to go for the ball to move for 45 seconds. I think that just defies gravity and physics. <laughs> the ball just has to stop. That yeah. ball was meant to go in that hole without Siwu touching it, so he should not get a stroke. You need to be hired, Nolan. It's like, maybe you should reach out to Siwu and ask him to hire you as a lawyer against the PJ <laughs> Tour and sue for the differences in earnings. I'm going to sue for that $40 million they're handing out. Yeah. <laughs> How do he made that? It might have changed everything. Uh, Nolan, I want to piece of that. Yeah, all right. You all get I'm it. Just fine. I'm just fine. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, – it, like I said, some rules are just – like, there's no, like, I don't know. They're just, it's so, you know, de- detailed that it's like some of the rules you're like, you look at it, you're like, really? Like, but it is what it is, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, so mm-hmm. we're, we're nearing the end here. Let's get let's get to it. We like to end the show usually with a little recap of Reed's week. We know you're out on the LPGA Tour, so what's coming up? 
And do you have a, a trivia? You're muted. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that. I just noticed that. Uh, yeah, I'm in LA this week. Uh, LA Women's Open. Uh, good old school country club. Um, it should get pretty firm and fast. You know, if, uh, they've got the water and whatnot. So, uh, got to expect that. And, uh, you know, we've been working hard, doing some good stuff. Uh, looking forward to continuing it this week and uh, moving forward as always. But, uh, yeah, old school country club, nothing, you know, some bunker, well bunkered, um, some smaller greens, some bigger greens, a lot of undulation. Um, Got to play well, and that's uh, pretty much the end say of everything. What course is it? It's called uh, Wilshire Country Club. Yeah, I played there a ton when I was at UCLA. Good track, huh? Yeah, great greens. Great greens. Yeah. What, and it's, they go from tiny to like uh, four is like 62 deep or something. Yeah, but but they're just – those were the best greens we played on. I mean, we played Riviera, Bel Air, all those lakeside. Wilshire yeah. had the best greens. Yeah, it's great, great old school track. It's, uh, it's actually really enjoyable to walk around. It's, you know, one of those peaceful courses. You just kind of walk around, and it's well-kept, and every hole's a little different, and you got to kind of think your way around it. It's nice. It's good. I like it. Uh, read, uh, uh, but yeah, trivia. trivia. Oh, yeah, in Hollywood. So I got to have some Hollywood trivia, right? Oh, God. This would be one of the, uh, does, anyone, does anyone know what the original Hollywood sign said? What? What? <laughs> Wow, Los Angeles. Oh, I mean that's a that's a fair bet there, Zach. But fair, it's a guess, but you won't look stupid at the end. Yeah, you got at least it's safe. Hmm. I'll just say, um, L A. I'll say it was just one big L A. <laughs> I'll say it said um, L A Hills. Zach, Zach went with Los yeah, Angeles. You said Los Angeles. Oh, you you said Los Angeles, Zach. Yeah. Uh, it actually said Hollywood Land was wow. the original sign. Wow, that's so, interesting. Uh, they, they took off the land and it was Hollywood. Wow. I'm gonna find a picture of it. I want. Was it positioned like? Is it all just one really long? Because there's not that much space up there for more. <laughs> 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 They were smaller back then. Uh, yeah, everything, everything was smaller back then, <laughs> yeah. even, even men. Oh, yeah, I, I saw. I found a picture here. Ooh, it does not look good with the land at the end. It's too long. Too long, yeah. Not aesthetically Very, pleasing. That's one of your best trivias, Reed. Maybe number one. Wow. Oh, really? That's a great fun fact. Yeah, I love hey, that. You got to appease the boys. Nolan, what about you, Dad? To close things out. Closing out the nice Tiger stat of the week. Um, I'm talking about the young kid and Will Zalatoris a lot. Let's dive into the young kid in Tiger Woods. Um, at the age of eight, Tiger Woods won his first junior world golf championship. How many more do you guys think he went on to win? Five total. Eight. I'll say seven. However many you played. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Maybe next time I'll, I'll have that. Um, if he went like 10 for 10 or whatever. But no, he went uh, – he ended up winning six more. So, Ryan, you're right. He won a total of seven – Boom! Seven junior world golf championships. Wow. Nicely done. That's incredible. Great. Were they all at Torrey Pines? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's for the next pod. <laughs> he, he won stuff. what seven times there as a professional <laughs> yeah no but like i know i i played i personally played junior worlds at tory Burns. okay so that's why i asked yeah played nowhere well guys thanks for uh on behalf of the from the back tees podcast ryan we thank you for coming on i mean it's going to be tough to give you more of a bump than we already have i mean We've already done God's work to this point. You can't ask for much no, no. more. Your the bigger bumps, the bigger bumps coming soon. You got to bump us into a win here. 
I mean, right, all we got to say is just don't forget about your roots. Don't forget where you came from. Yeah. Gardens <laughs> become too big for us here. When you're rich and famous. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I will be on here anytime you ask. It's we love great. It. Well, thanks so it, much, Roy. Roy. Oh, go ahead. I, I enjoy it and I appreciate it. You guys are great. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ryan. Good luck. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.